0: TheWellnessCouch.com,
1: streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to The Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. In today's podcast we're going to be talking all things to do with sleep and uh, which is kind of my all-time favorite subject along with nutrition of course and and how to adopt a better sleep mindset because I think we can all agree for anyone who works 24-7 getting that sufficient sleep whether it's quality or quantity sleep can be one of our biggest shift working struggles and that's Brings me to today's guest, the lovely Tracy Rogers from Wynyard in Northern Tasmania. Tracy is a first class constable with the Tasmanian Police Force based down in Burnie in Tasmania and has been a police officer for the last 15 years, working a combination of shift work and day roles throughout her entire career. So as you can imagine, as a result, she really does know firsthand some of the challenges that we face working 24 seven. To help offset the the balance of a pretty stressful job, uh, which we're going to hear more about soon, Tracy loves getting outdoors, in particular immersing herself in nature through hiking through the forest and spending some time walking her dog along the beach. So to talk all things adopting a better sleep mindset, I'd like to give a warm and friendly Tasmanian shift-working welcome to Tracy. Hello. Hello, Audra. Thank
0: you so much for that lovely
1: introduction and thanks for having me. It's great to have you, Tracy. It's so, so nice to have you. I don't think I've had a um, an interviewee from Tasmania before, so you're my first. <laughs> oh,
0: that's fantastic. And that, that warm welcome that you mentioned is actually very wet and gloomy today, unfortunately.
1: Ah, uh, oh, so you liked the warm welcome, literally? <laughs> oh, I love the warm welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, very good.
0: Well, I'm going to I see... Say, though, um, when it's raining and it's gloomy, it certainly is much better to sleep, and that's what I'm going to be doing very soon.
1: <laughs> ah, good, good, good. Oh, that is actually a very good point. Actually, um, it's definitely more uh, conducive uh, sleep weather, isn't it? When it, when it is um, raining. But that actually leads me to that uh, question Absolutely. I was going to ask you: Are you are we catching you on your day off, uh, or perhaps you got a late this afternoon? Like, what's yeah? What are you What are you doing at the moment?
0: So I've got a I've got a really late tonight. It's a um, night shift commencement tonight, so um, commencing work well and truly by the time most people are in bed tonight. So um, this afternoon I'll be hopping into bed to try and catch a few hours before I have to turn up bright and bubbly tonight
1: <laughs> okay okay yes that bright and bubbly I would imagine um, it is a pretty tough thing to um to do on the night shifters although I must say I know that there's quite a few people that actually really do love night shift have you ever have you ever felt that love as well <laughs>
0: um I think it's a love-hate relationship to um. me because I enjoy I enjoy the work during the night because sometimes it can be really interesting. It can be really busy. It can be really almost quite fun with the people that you're working with um, because we're all in the same boat, if you like. Uh, But I've never really been able to manage that sleeping during the day, working at night, type of situation so um it can often be really challenging and and sometimes really difficult to turn up in those early hours of the morning when you just don't feel like being there because you're drained or you haven't had enough sleep or whatever it is that's happening
1: yeah it takes a it takes a little while to kind of um, get moving and get into the groove is that what you mean
0: it certainly does yes.
1: yeah 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 yeah. Well, first things first, uh, Tracy, would you mind uh, sharing a little about um, with our listeners a little more about yourself? Like, what set you on the path to ever becoming a police officer?
0: Well, it's really interesting, Audra, because um, I've been thinking about this over the last few days, and, and it's interesting how certain things in your life set you onto certain paths. And when I was young and just leaving school it was certainly not something that I ever wanted to do and I started off by going to secretarial school I got myself a job in a a venue which was an event venue which hosted concerts and shows and dinners and meetings and breakfasts and lunches and all of those sorts of things and I worked into a into a management role with that and then I left there after about 13 years and then went to a very brief stint with real estate and then into a, a cinema environment. So I've always had a had roles where I've dealt with the public and, mm. and I really enjoy talking. And I think um, you've, over the last few weeks, I think you've realised that I really enjoy talking. <laughs> um, but I had a really big life change uh, about... Seventeen years ago and that life change set me to thinking about how I was going to uh, Support myself financially um, as as a person who was single all of a sudden um, How I was going to pay my mortgage? And basically how I was going to to feed and support myself and my elder sister had previously well, at, that, at the time when I decided to apply for Tasmania Police, she was already a police officer and had been for quite some years and I'd often looked at her with a sense of awe because of what she'd achieved and I decided that that was my time um, to make that big change and take the plunge. And I knew that policing would be a career that I could enjoy because I knew that a lot of the time I'd be talking to people and that's what I really enjoy doing. So I took the plunge and and nearly 15 years later, um, here I am.
1: Yeah, wow, interesting story. That Because that was a question I was going to ask. Are you, were you somebody that, um, you know, had aspirations, you know, when they were back in school about wanting to um, become a, a police officer? Because I know I went with a girl... Um, I think we I finished school in 1988 and I know that you're about the same time. We're going to share our ages here. Yeah. But, yeah, she all she yeah. wanted to do was become a police officer um, and I know that she's kind of yeah. gone up the ranks now. But yours was, yeah, you, that was never on the radar for you. It was
0: never on the radar for me at all and, and, and as I said, it was a, a big life change that made me look at where I was at, yeah. what I needed to do to be able to support myself um, yeah. again and, My sister being in that job encouraged me to give it a try as well. And, um, yeah, so it was, it really was just a a life change decision. What am I going to do to
1: support myself from here? yeah yeah and obviously yeah there's definitely the the security from a from that sort of industry um that's for sure now I have to admit uh it's it's definitely not a career that I personally have ever wanted to pursue no offense please no offense but (laughs) even though I love talking to people too I love uh, yeah I'm like you I like talking to people as 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 well yeah you definitely have those beautiful personable um skills but I'm not one that likes confrontation so I'm pretty sure I'm not cut out to be a police officer so I'd like to ask you what sort of struggles did you you know face in that first you know 12 months or two years as a career as a police officer like was it what you thought and how did you yeah how did you go well
0: it was it was definitely not what I thought it was going to be like um it's Very challenging in a community where you, I've, I've moved back to my own community to, to do my policing work. And so a lot of people living in the town where I live knew who I was. And, uh, when I put my police uniform on, a lot of their attitudes towards me changed and they weren't always, um, positive attitudes. They, there was a certain amount of negativity that came with it. And so I, I had to be able to build a bit of a a shell, if you like, around mm. myself and I still have that because uh, you never quite know who you're going to meet, who you're going to come across in your working life. and And sometimes the people who you think might be the people who are on your side... So, to speak, are actually the people um, who might cause you the most problems. And so the first 12 months actually were really quite tough. Um, I was finding that I was an older graduating constable as well because I was in my mid 30s when I graduated. But with that comes, with age comes a lot of experience in other areas as well and so I found that whilst I was older in some aspects I had a lot of skills to bring to the job that some other people who perhaps hadn't had as much life experience as me didn't quite have at that stage and so it was a really good mix of uh, working with different types of people but also dealing with members of the public Um, you know being able to talk to people and and resolve situations without resorting to other um, methods of having to do that is really, really critical and important. Mm.
1: Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, the people that you thought would react a certain way kind of went the other way, Uh, yeah, just by putting the uniform on, by wearing a uniform. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then too, I went from... With the, After about seven years in a uniform position, I went to a different role where it wasn't a requirement to wear a uniform. And so I started then again to see the difference with the way that people treated you because all of a sudden I was still doing the same job, albeit in a different role. But I was still a police officer, but just not wearing the uniform. And so a lot of the attitudes changed again. And it was just really interesting to see the difference with the way people reacted or treated you when not wearing a uniform.
1: Mm, inter- yeah, it is interesting. I, I suppose so because I, um, I, I guess a, a uniform in that sort of situation can be a little bit uh, intimidating um, for us. Or what do we, um, what, what do you refer to us um, non-police people um civilians thank you (laughs) that was the word i was looking for um yeah civilians can be yeah for us it can be a little bit of an intimidation uh, because we know what that uniform kind of represents i guess yeah
0: yeah yeah and but then at the same time you know when we come home from work every day and take that uniform off we've still got the same sorts of responsibilities as everybody else Mm. has got we've got our families we've still got to go to the grocery shop and buy our weekly (laughs) groceries and we've got our, our own families to look after and our our pets and our own interests and that sort of thing as well so we are still the same as everybody else under the uniform so true
1: yeah so so true yeah I can only imagine how stressful your job must be um though Tracy um which surely must affect your ability to be able to kind of switch off and, and fall asleep once you've returned home, um, you know, from your shift. And actually I think I remember you using the term hypervigilant. Um, yes. The, the yeah, that that's something that you kind of feel like you're always in that sort of a state. How did you manage uh, or not manage, you know, that over the years?
0: It's, a, it's an interesting place to be, I suppose, when... You're in that situation because yes, it is a high high stress environment when you're at work, and when you come home, even though you're off duty and you're home doing your normal things, you still retain or maintain that sort of hyper vigilant mindset or situational awareness, I suppose it is, because uh, it's really sometimes very difficult to wind down after a shift because it just, you know, some days you just, you can be dealing with so much of, of stressful situations with other people's problems and situations and circumstances and the types of jobs that we go to. So when you come home, it's really difficult to switch off and, and settle into your own mind again where you've got to be able to switch off and get to sleep and do all the things that you've got to do and so you have to be able to find ways of doing that for yourself and over the years I haven't been particularly good at it Mm. I've always maintained my outside interest from work so I've always had things to help me to switch off and help me to come back to normal if that's what you, you know, if that's how I can kind of put it, um, you know, and, and having my own relationships and friendships outside of my work friendships is really important as well as having your own interests. But sometimes it can be really difficult to switch off and not think about what's happened during the day or what you've got to do tomorrow or something that might have happened during the day that's, been upsetting or distressing
1: mm, it's kind of like yeah you're in that um constant fight or flight stress response aren't you even though once you you know your shift's finished it's not a matter of of switching that switch and just you know being able to get back into you know civilian mode quite as quite as quickly
0: absolutely yeah
1: mm. it's, it can be quite
0: difficult and mm. i and i have found that really
1: quite difficult over the years Mm, yeah Yeah. well tracy um you were one of my uh, recent graduates of my better sleep and nutrition kickstart program which i have to say you just absolutely blitzed that program just amazingly like graduated with honors in my eyes uh how how well how well you did throughout the whole program it was incredible but what made you go searching for help with your sleep
0: I think that I was, I'd gotten to a stage where I was having difficulty being able to go to bed at night and actually settle down to sleep because I'd fallen into really bad habits and really bad patterns of, you know, instead of going to bed at whatever time I got there, it was go to bed, put the TV on in the bedroom, put the phone beside my bed, oh, I might pick my phone up and watch something on Netflix or I might just mindlessly scroll through some social media for an hour or so to keep me entertained. And so I was finding distractions that were stopping me from getting the sleep that I knew that I was lacking and that I knew that I needed so that I could continue to do what I've I've been doing because... It's only been in, in the last 18 months that I've actually switched back to 24/7 work. So I had a, you know, a pattern of seven years of 24/7 work, then seven years of uh, day work with a little bit of afternoon shift thrown in, and now 18 months of 24/7 mm-hmm. again. And I was finding myself falling into uh, really bad habits and not knowing how to actually help myself to get out of those habits and so that's the reason why I went looking for something that could help me and that's where I found you and your program Mm,
1: I think you I think I remember you saying that um you you even hate your relationship with sleep like like your bed it just wasn't a, a wasn't a great place to be which I thought was interesting
0: yes and and i did hate my relationship with sleep because i wasn't finding that i was getting sufficient sleep to be able to function effectively the next day and i was finding the the quality of the sleep wasn't there either i was i'd doze and then i'd wake up and i'd doze back off and wake up and i was a lot of the time i'd wake up through the night and look at the clock thinking and then getting into a panic because I'd be thinking, "Oh no, I've only got two hours more sleep, and I feel like I need another twenty hours to be able to function properly." And so I did have a, a hate relationship with sleep because I knew that what the sleep that I was getting wasn't effective and it wasn't it wasn't satisfying.
1: Mm yeah and we know like even for the 9 to 5 is getting that good quality sleep is important but for anyone that works shift work that sleep um is like a absolute prized resource <laughs> you know we really really absolutely. really want it yeah absolutely yeah and i think um i think i remember um, you mentioned uh, on the questionnaire that I sent through that one of your greatest weaknesses was self-sabotage, which I think this is kind of what you were just, you know, alluding to um, then um, because of the distractions and everything. But, look, I think most people listening right now, uh, particularly in this uh, very uh, mobile phone-dominated, uh, screen-dominated uh, world that we live in, um, is, yeah, you're, you're certainly not alone. It's it's a, becoming a big, big mm-hmm. part of the population but in saying that, mm-hmm. one of your greatest stre- strengths, so you said, was your motivation to be successful and willingness to try new things, which I know Absolutely. was hands down the key to your success in the program. Absolutely. You were just yep. had this determination hat on um and absolute, absolutely yeah yeah i mean and that comes down to having a, a killer mindset uh, or in the case you know of right now is that better sleep mindset so where did that motivation come from like you know along with that willingness to kind of try new things because it's really i think it's really easy just to stay comfortable would you think would you agree yes
0: Absolutely. And I'm one of those people where, who I've always been motivated to try new things. I do have some things that I, there are things on my list that I would never try, such as jumping out of an aeroplane or something <laughs> like that. But I'm always keen to try things that I think might be able to help me to, um, to learn or to grow or to be a better person or to be a better leader or something like that. And so just as an example of that, um, three years ago I decided to go to university for the first time and that absolutely scared the living daylights out of me but I wanted to see whether I could do something like that because I'd never studied academically before and it was something That was a motivator for me. I've never studied academically before. I want to go and see if I can actually do that and achieve it, and I did. And so now I don't have that fear of not being able to do something at university because I know that I can. And it's the same thing with everything that I try. I always say to myself, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm. Um, I give something a try, and um, it can only... In two ways, it can be something really positive, or I might have to, bet, or I might have to say, "Well, okay, that didn't work for me. What else can I try?" Um, and it was really interesting, Audra, because I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and uh, a quote was read out from Richard Branson, who said it was similar to um, if someone gives you a really great opportunity, and just say yes. And if you don't know how to do it at the time, learn how to do it later.
1: Mm. And I, I just
0: think that, that really, that was a really, um, poignant kind of quote for me at that time because I was, um, part way through your program and, um, just the motivation to be able to make some changes so that I can have a better, um, sleep mindset and, and know that sleep's not the enemy in my, um, relationship with my sleep can be a, a love relationship rather than a hate relationship that was really really something that was important for me
1: mm. so you needed to ha- need and needed that shift though in order for that to happen isn't it it's like it's not just ta- like mm. taking a supplement or a prescriptive medication or something it's yeah
0: that's right Yeah.
1: and it's and making a commitment to do
0: something and actually sticking to it as well mm. giving it a chance to work rather than you know, giving up after a few days because you can't see any benefits or you can't see any changes. You've just got to – sometimes you've just got to dig in and, and keep trying at something until you see a change.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I think, you know, for all of our listeners, um, you know, listening at the moment is that we know that this shift work gig, it's tough, it's not easy and we're certainly faced with a lot more challenges um, than than our nine-to-five you know, non-shift working cousins, as I like to refer, <laughs> refer to them, we have this Achilles yeah. heel with the sleep, it's, and I think it's um, it's. I mean, I run these programs because I think that it's a sleep that forms the whole foundation of everything. Like when we don't get enough sleep, it can affect our um, uh, you know our food intake. It can affect our uh, ability to you know want to exercise, and it can affect our relationships and stuff. It's it's just such an integral part um of our, our well-being particularly from a shift working perspective did you notice that once you once you have got your sleep much better than what it was tracy that those things did change
0: absolutely mm. i've been uh, i've just noticed so many changes you know my sleep has improved absolutely out of sight and i've been able to find more time and more energy for things and I've reconnected with some people who are, um, friends who I hadn't seen for ages and we, you know, t- we, we'd be going out for breakfast at 7.30 in the morning where as previously I'd have had a rubbish night's sleep and I'd be sluggish getting started in the morning and breakfast would be well and truly over before I'd even start to think about opening my eyes and now I'm getting the sleep that I need to keep me to keep me going, and it's quality sleep. And so mm. I'm bouncing out of now with so much more energy and so much more drive to get out and do things that I enjoy doing. And, and even if it's just, you know, doing things that I love, like my gardening or taking my dog to the beach or something like that, I'm not having to think about, oh, I can't bother doing that because I haven't had enough sleep and I'm too tired or what have you. And I feel like I've been given a really really great new lease of life it's wonderful Mm.
1: oh that's music to my ears that and i love love hearing that when it's that beautiful flow on effect to other areas of our life because your job is your job right but that's one element of your whole entire life but so when you can you know fix or you know improve something like that there's so incredibly important such as sleep it's just so i love hearing that that it's really had this beautiful flow-on effect in, into other areas of your life.
0: It has. It really definitely has. Mm. amazing. Yeah.
1: I know. I do know, though, that you've always been pretty good with your food um, because, you know, for various different kind of reasons. Uh, for people that are listening, uh, Tracy, that uh, I guess are um, addicted to a bit of the fast food and the takeaway and they just think that it's all a bit too hard to kind of cook from scratch when I work shift work what do you say to those guys (laughs) I say that that's it's not the case it is so easy to
0: prepare home-cooked meals and take them to work with you I am very strict with my food intake uh, and that comes from some health issues that I've been struggling with over over a few years. But I make sure that when I'm going on to a quite, you know, a stretch of work, whether it's day shift, afternoon shift or night shift, I always make sure that I prep my food before I go. I cook enough meals for myself and my family for the duration of that um, time of work. So if it's three afternoon shifts, then there's enough food cooked and in the fridge or in the freezer ready for myself and my family just to grab a, a container to take with me or for my family to have here at home. And um, it really isn't hard. All you've got to do is set some time aside, write yourself some meal plans of what you want to have for those few days or for that week or um, for your lunches and just do it. It's, it really is easy. We all have a fridge, we all have a freezer, we all have access to really good, um, fresh produce. There's no excuse for not mm. cooking home, homemade, delicious meals that you know what is actually in them. Takeaway food is just such a minefield because you never know what's in it. And you know i i always take a meal to work whether it's uh lunch or dinner or a snack through the middle of the night i very very rarely have a slip up and to, and eat something that i shouldn't be eating so it it really isn't hard it's just a matter of planning and setting a, a small amount of time aside to be able to do that and that's what i'm going to be doing this afternoon i've got meals to make for For a week and I've already done some grocery shopping today I've got my meal plan ready and for about the next two hours this afternoon I'll be getting some meals ready for the week so that we've got some healthy nutritious food for the family to eat. Mm,
1: Love that love that really like that you've said that you you set aside that two hours to just to do that um, so that you can really knuckle down and actually cook in bulk.
0: Absolutely, and cooking in bulk really helps because um, you don't have to be stressed out about the fact that you've got nothing to take with you. You don't mm. have to be worrying about where you're going to buy something from and what it's going to be. If you've got it in the fridge or you've got it in the freezer, you've just got to grab it and run as you go to work and, and it just, one, it's, it saves money as well. Yes. Two, it, yeah. um, it's helping It's helping your own nutrition and your own um body and it's keeping you healthy and and it keeps you fulfilled while you're at your job as well because um sometimes when we eat fast food and takeaway food yes it's okay at the time but it's not filling and it's certainly not nutritious and then you're looking for something else a few hours later and you you just don't need to do that
1: Mm, sets off a whole blood glucose blood sugar dysregulation cycle of crashes and uh, and so forth as well. Um, yeah, that's that's for sure. When it, instead of it being that nutrient dense food um, that I do know that you eat, because we've, I've seen a few little pics of your of your food over a week period, and I have to, again, I was yeah very very impressed um, with that as well. So for um, anyone that is listening right now, Tracy, that may be struggling with their sleep or their health in general whilst working twenty four seven, what would be your top three strategies for those? wanting to transition from being an unhealthy shift worker to more of a healthy shift worker?
0: Okay. So my three strategies would be start looking at your nutrition and what you're actually putting in your body and what you're expecting your body to be able to do with the, the nutrition that you're giving it. And if it's not nutrition that's going to satisfy you, keep you full, keep you going for the hours that you've got at work without having those highs and lows um, throughout your shift, then then you need to start planning your meals and planning your, your week or your few days of work or whatever um, position that you're in. Um, plenty of fresh air and exercise um, mm. and get your phone out of your bedroom and put it in the kitchen
1: when you're in bed (laughs) Uh,
0: yes that's a that's a good one i actually can't believe how much that has changed the way that i am sleeping the quality of my sleep and the quantity of my sleep by doing that one simple thing Mm. taking my phone out of the bedroom replacing it with an alarm clock because my phone was my my alarm clock was my excuse to have the phone in the bedroom. Yes. Um I bought myself an old-fashioned alarm clock a couple of weeks ago and I no longer need to have my phone in the bedroom because I have an alarm clock and it sits on the kitchen bench all night. And when I get up the next morning, surprise, surprise, no one has actually called me through the night. (laughs) So I don't need to have the phone in the bedroom. Um, but I guess the thing from that though, Audra, is that when I was working, um, the seven years of work where I was day, working day shift and, um, afternoon shift, I did do a lot of on call as well. Mm. So I, in the middle of the night, um, on, you know, occasions. And so I would have to have access to my phone during those times. But I think that I got so used to having the phone beside the bed that I didn't realize how much it was impacting on my sleep and my ability to wind down and stop that distraction
1: mm. and make myself um, go to sleep. Because that's the thing we can sort of put it there and say it's our alarm clock um but we know that there's a social media attached to it isn't that you know the, just a Facebook and once once we kind of hit hit that or touch the screen we think oh we'll just be five minutes and then you look at it's like mm-hmm. 25 minutes 35 mm. 40 minutes later D- did you really notice that
0: oh absolutely and mm. and I you know I'd I'd be I'd wake up in the middle of the night and um think to myself oh well I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep now so I'll just pick up my phone and I'll have a look and see what everyone else is up to and you're right 20 minutes has gone by 30 minutes has gone by and instead of actually making yourself go back to sleep you're actually waking yourself up by that stimulation of what's going on on the phone and I'd be wasting so much time looking at my phone when I could have just been settling back down and back to sleep.
1: Yes, so true, so true. So I would have put forward a question that I think that there's probably quite a few people listening to this and and are saying there is no way, you know, I can do that. Like my mobile phone is my alarm clock. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to part with it. What do you say to them?
0: Well, I guess what I'd say to them is that if you don't, if you want to make a change and you're not prepared to do what's required to make that change, then you're never going to change. Mm. So you've got to want to be able to do something that is going to help improve your sleep, the quality of the sleep and the quantity of the sleep. And it's as simple as it's just as simple as making that change. Audra, the very first night when I put the phone in the kitchen, and I think I spoke to you about it the next day. I felt like my right hand had been chopped off. <laughs> I put it on the kitchen bench, and I was almost sad walking away from it. <laughs> I got into bed, and I thought, "So what am I supposed to do now?" And it was—it was actually well. I'm here. To, I'm supposed to be going to sleep now, mm-hmm. but I was so used to going to bed and picking up my phone and looking at something on the phone and becoming um, stimulated by whatever it was on the phone, that I was forgetting that my bedroom and my bed was there for sleeping, I'd started to turn it into an entertainment area, I think. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. And it's been nearly, I think, two and a half weeks or three weeks for me now where my phone goes in... The, on the bench in the kitchen as soon as I go to bed, and that's where it stays. And I have never once gotten up through the night and gone out to the kitchen to check my phone. I've never, I've, I haven't had to do it because mm. I know that I've got my alarm clock. I know that there is absolutely nothing that could possibly happen through the night that someone wouldn't be able to get hold of me by a different way if they needed to. So it has to stay in the kitchen because otherwise I've jeopardised all of the things that I've learnt from you and I've just gone back to my old ways and I don't want to do that. I do not want to do that. Mm,
1: love that. And there's that beautiful phrase, um, I think it's nothing changes if nothing changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was definitely – sorry, you go. Sorry. There's another one just like similar to
0: that too, Audra, that I was thinking about this morning. It, and it's, it's if you're not happy where you are,
1: leave. You're not a tree. Yes, yes, <laughs> I love that too. I have heard that. Yeah, you don't have roots <laughs> stuck in the ground. You can actually get up and walk away and change your circumstances and yeah, yeah. I absolutely absolutely love that one too yeah you were just so so good at that and what I even where you which is why I've kind of put you up to the graduate with honors status Tracy is that you could have quite easily you were away like during the middle of the program you actually were out of town you know you had to drive down you were in a conference so you're in a motel room you're in a completely different location you could have quite easily just um defaulted back to putting your mobile phone back you know next to your bedroom you know next to your bedhead or whatever because you're in a different location you didn't have your own kitchen per se what did you do (laughs) i love this what did you do to to uh, make sure that that didn't happen
0: so i knew that i i had two choices i could default and i could put it beside the bed and be back where i started or i could put it somewhere away from where i was so i locked it in the bathroom of the hotel and shut the door on it (laughs)
1: Love it, love it. You shut the door on your phone. That's what we should all be doing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If we want more walk sleep.
0: Away, I walked away thinking I've just locked my phone in the bathroom. I am going completely mad. And then I, <laughs> and then I thought, no, I'm not because I'm about to go to sleep and have the best sleep I've had in ages.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, absolutely, that just absolutely cracked me up when you told me that. It just made me so, it just made me so laugh so hard. Um, but yeah, it's what we should all be doing is just locking our phones away. Uh, you know, if somebody really does desperately need us, we'll hear about it in the next morning. Of course, when you're on call, as you were saying before, that's a whole different kettle of fish. But for most, mm. you know, nine and you know, nine out of ten people are not in that situation. So yeah, I just. Um, absolutely uh, loved your determination. Your, um, you know, a willingness to uh, be coachable as well. That's another big thing um, that's really important. That you're willing to kind of take on board suggestions and not just sort of sit there and listen to them. You actually action it because we can we can become super knowledgeable and be very um knowledgeable on so many different things but it's all futile if we actually don't put any of it into action um we yeah because i think probably a lot of what we discussed you'd you'd heard it all before but you'd never actually put it into practice and i think that was Mm -hmm. just what really um impressed me the most about you tracy is that you just had that real big driver that real big why why do i want to do this why do i all about improving my health and you know wanting to be the best um that I can be in 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 your, in your role and I know that you are a great role model to your uh, workmates as well you have a very high respect for your uh colleagues uh which is another thing that again was very admirable hearing you talking about your work colleagues and um and I'm sure it's very um reciprocal from their point of view as well oh, thank you yeah yeah all right well I think that's um gonna wrap up the show um for today but Tracy um look thank you so much for coming on I know this is uh this whole Skype uh podcast is a very new thing for you again you're out of your comfort zone but when I asked you you Absolutely. went yeah sure I'll give it a go same same kind of thing I've got know how to know how to do it she didn't have know how to do it, but she put her hand up to do it as well. And I just know that, um, you know, our listeners are going to certainly gain a lot of value from, um, you know, hearing your story as, a, as someone, as a mature age person going into a different career and you've really kind of just, um, you know, um, done the, the best that you possibly can and you and I know that you're thriving doing what you're doing. So, yeah, if anybody wants to, um, wanting to get in contact with you, Tracy, and, um, you know, Ask you any more questions about what you're doing, or you know, if there's um, strategies that you could that they'd like to learn from you, how can people get in touch with you?
0: Okay, well, they can contact me via Facebook, okay, Uh, and I'd be more than happy to um, speak to anyone or um, send messages to anyone if they have any questions. So, my Facebook um, name is Tracy T R A C E Y. Uh, l w e so Tracy Lee, um, and I'd be more than happy to um, receive any friend requests and certainly any messages um, via Facebook that anyone would love to send because I, I do really, really enjoy trying to help other people um, and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions.
1: Mm. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'll put the link up there so people can find you um, on there as well. So you'd probably make a great nurse as well. (laughs) I'm just thinking. Do you want to go career change number three? No, just kidding. No, I don't. So not at this stage, thanks. (laughs) 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 Although I do
0: know how how to do university now, so maybe that. No, no, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah you can tick that one off that's um yeah yeah well done well done awesome well yeah thank you so much um for joining me again tracy it's it's just been an absolute delight to have you uh on the show Thank
0: you so much. I really appreciate it, Audra.
1: (laughs) Well, that's it for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit as this will help me to spread the Healthy Shift Worker message to shift workers and organisations all around the world. It also helps if you could leave us a rating uh, through iTunes, uh, preferably five star if you enjoyed the episode as this will help me to, or my podcast to gain an even bigger reach which will enable me to help more people thank you so much for tuning in and listening until next time may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be despite working 24 7 this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives